This is exactly right. Stephen, I will fire you and rehire you at a lower rate. Fire you out of a cannon. Hi. Hey. What if everyone heard us just be rating? Stephen left in the part in the beginning of the podcast that wasn't recording. I feel like that might be a fun new recurring segment. Just be right, Stephen. Yeah. I didn't even know it was recording. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. But Stephen. he also had to be told. <laughs> Welcome to My Favorite Murder. The mini-sode. You tune in when just when you have time 20 30 minutes depending on what we feel like talking about <laughs> whether you're at the store or real loose just and just you know do some yoga stretches yeah get mad that we're not reading your stories that you've sent in three times already <laughs> but then breathe through that in blue out red no in, in blue out in red? red out blue oh i didn't know that was a thing if you have a rage issue oh. in red you're visualizing that you're dr- drawing in red into okay. your body and then whew, blowing out blue, cool blue air. Blue. Wait, the, then the blue would be leaving your body. I think you're drawing oh, in blue. And blowing out. And whew, like red. a dragon blowing out red. Let's start it over. <laughs> Hello, welcome. <laughs> you know what? Just keep your anger issue deep inside your body where it belongs. Hold it. Hold your breath. Hold it tight. And work those glutes. What happens when red and blue mix? What is That's that? Purple? Brown? Okay. Keep the purple inside of your body <laughs> yep. tight. Like a grape drink. Like just turn it, like shake yourself and turn it into purple and then hold your rage and mix it with the blue and then you're just like fine. And it becomes yogurt. <laughs> purple is just like medium, right? Yep. What? You know what I mean? It's like somewhere between red and blue is what I'm saying. Oh, I see. You know? It's really, it's you found a spot where you get to be angry if you want yeah. to, but then you also can cool it down if yeah. you feel like it. Like, you're in control. Good job. Bye. <laughs> Do you want to go first? Uh, okay, so we're going to read your hometown murders that you sent us. You sent them. This is your doing. Good job. This one is... Good job. <laughs> from Anna. And it's called Love Your Podcast, My Hometown Murder Story. Hello, Karen and Georgia. I recently found out about your podcast. God, that's how every one of them starts, which is like, thank you for listening. But this is also from like four years ago. Like, we didn't have a podcast yet. It's weird. I had a premonition about your podcast, so I went ahead and wrote this down. Yeah. Uh, I'm obsessed with it. I never thought that there were other people out there enjoyed murder. I watch every movie, da, 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 much my parents dislike it. Anyway, I wanted to let you know about my hometown story. I'm originally from Mexico City. And when I was young, maybe about 10 or 15 years old, an old lady that lived two houses away from mine died. I always thought that it was a little weird because some cops had shown up to ask if we had seen anything, but she was old and my parents just told me that she passed away, so I just left it at that. Mm-hmm. Santa Claus also exists. Cut to Cut the film to. The Orphanage. <laughs> Have you seen it? Creepy as fuck. It's so creepy. Um, in February, I went home to visit my parents and for some reason my dad and I started talking about that woman in the house and if her son was still taking care of it. And my dad Dad finally said to me, well, yeah, it must be really hard for him to sell the house because his mom was murdered there. What? I was in shock. He had never told me this or anything relating to this. I find out that she was murdered by one of Mexico's most infamous women serial killers called the old lady killer. Yes. 
Oh, she wrote it in Spanish. Or La Mata Viatis in Spanish. Yeah, La Mata Viatis. You know what I'm saying? Isn't <laughs> she? Anyways, um, her name was. Were Juana... you going to make a Giada joke right there? No, oh. I was going to make. No. Okay. Very tasteful joke. You're right. Of I'm course. I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. Her name was uh, Juana Diana Barres Sampero. This woman used to be a, a Mexican wrestler known as the Lady of Silence. What? Uh, which is La Dama del Silencio. Del Silencio. <laughs> I'm sorry. I took typing instead of Spanish in my fucking... I took French. All white town. Don't. But, sorry. Okay, the lady who was murdered was the Lady of Silence? No, the lady who was the fucking serial killer. No. Was the, was a Mexican wrestler known as the Lady of Silence. Oh, she was the most infamous women serial killer call. I'm going to scrap this because I want to do this as my murder so bad. This is so fucking good. I know. Fuck. From what I understand, <laughs> like this is new to me too, everyone. I I've never heard of like, this. Like we don't, we scan these and we're like, okay. Um, from what I understand, she started killing old women to steal things from them and would dress up as a nurse and convince the old ladies to let them into the house and, and then kill them. But eventually she started liking to kill and just went for it for the longest time the cops thought it was a man who was committing the murders and not a woman because she would punch and strangle the victims and of course wrestlers then she said and of course a woman wouldn't do wouldn't be strong enough for that unless she's a wrestler yeah um she was fine wrestles actually they're really good at punching they don't actually hurt you you mean because they're like faking the punch it's not fake. Uh, <laughs> my God. You mean placing? I'm, I'm my husband. Placing the punch? Placing. She was finally caught in 2006 and sentenced to, you ready for this? 759 years huh. and 17 days. Oh, okay. In prison. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, for stealing the watches. Yeah. Anyway, so interesting and fascinating. I thought you would like to learn about serial killers in a different country. Love your podcast. Thanks so much for doing it and making me feel a little more normal for all these things. Honey, you're fucking better than us. This is such a cool story. Have a great week from Anna. Anna. Yes. Okay. The Lady of Silence. Your grandma. Just picture it. Tooling around the house. Canary up in the corner. Like I've lived so long and I'm like, it's so cool that my grandma can stay at home and live at home. Just resting and just making a roast or whatever. And then she shuts a door and who's standing behind it but the Lady of Silence wrestler. Oh my God, did she wear a wrestling mask, do you think? (laughs) Yes, a gold (gasps) LeMay wrestling mask. Like a nurse's uniform? That's kind of a cool character for a wrestler. That'd be pretty amazing. And then you're like, she's got those big, thick white shoes on, like the oh, yeah. kind of a Famolari look I on the bottom. I honestly have wished that those would be in style for so long because I want to wear them so, like with the lifts. Nurse's shoes? I want those so bad on my feet. I, my mom was a nurse. And right. so we grew up with all those, just the super wedgy, <sighs> rubber-heeled shoes. I think those are kind of cute in like a vintage way, and I'm mm-hmm. trying really hard to bring them back. Do it. A thick white shoe. Or there's sometimes they come in tan and I'm like, those are fucking cute. They're like nude. They're not yes. tan. They're nude. Yeah. I kind of dig those. Uh, okay. Well, then I think we have our new uniform. <laughs> that sounds perfect. Okay. Fuck black dresses at the yes. live shows from nope, now on. Now we're dressing like Mexican wrestler yep. nurses. And we have to wear the, rest of the mask the whole time. And then I mean, <laughs> now I don't know who Karen is and who George is. George Ooh. is the one with the wrestling mask on that has like the red and the blue. And Karen's the one that has the purple. Purple. Oh my God. They're both so around. silencio the whole time that we don't we can't tell them apart. <laughs> Neither of us talk. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna do um, Stephen. A full shout out to Stephen who is now going into these hometowns, starting from the beginning. Yeah, having fun. All the people, right? I didn't want to say it because then it just makes like we want to give Stephen credit, but we also don't want to sound like as 
how overwhelmed we are by all of this. It's not our fault. Okay. Uh, well, and also I think it makes people feel better that we're finally doing that thing we, we said we're going to do for a full year straight. Anna is, Anna's is from April. She probably doesn't listen anymore. <laughs> <laughs> she stopped listening She's a like, long. fuck them. Yeah. Anna, please tweet at us if you're still listening. I have a system, so hopefully we'll get to okay. all the good ones. Thank okay, you. To, good. Now that we are the cats out of the bag, thank you, Stephen. I mean, what, let's be full, uh, what do they call that, transparency, okay. like Obama tried to be. Uh, let's do that on this podcast. And Hillary. Because also, yeah, she tried. Um, I think it gave me so much anxiety. Like, we actually said the amount we had yeah. and all that stuff that I didn't want people to feel lost in a sea of, like, they'll never read it. Definitely. definitely. So now let's go back to January 4th of 2016. That was a year ago. It was a full fucking year Holy ago. Holy shit. And this was, in, uh, the subject line was, Florida sucks, but this hometown child murder doesn't? Question mark. <laughs> Hello, ladies. Your podcast has led me to dive headfirst into the history of my hometown murders. This murder is not just in my hometown. It all happened just walking distance from my actual house. On the morning of November 4th, 1980, Eliza or Eliza Nelson, 10-year-old with long blonde hair and slate blue eyes, was riding her bike to what was then called Palm, Palm Harbor Middle School. I went there as a child. Uh, Elisa was going to be late that day because of a dentist appointment. Her mother had given her a note to excuse her tardiness, but that tardiness would become a forever, a forever Aww. absence. Shit. They didn't give you a note for that. D- Nikki's really painting a picture here. Yeah. Larry Eugene Mann, a male with prior sexual assault convictions in both Florida and Mississippi, including molesting a mother and threatening to sexually assault her 18-month-old baby. Jesus. Jesus. Uh, Kidnapped Elisa and left her bike in a ditch about a mile from the school. He then slit her throat and beat her over the head with a pipe that had uh, some type of concrete base. He discarded Elisa's body in a citrus groves that were eventually demolished to build the new middle middle school. It is literally a 40 second walk from my front door that's in all caps holy shit man attempted to suicide the same attempted suicide the same day of the murder claiming he'd done something wrong and needed help yeah four days later it was reported that man's fucking wife was getting his glasses out of his pickup truck (laughs) that's I love that it's like it just says fucking wife in all caps Uh, because it's like he had a fucking he had a fucking wife. wife yeah Jesus. He got down on one knee and was like, you know what? I don't want to spend the... I'm not a good person. I might be the devil. Stood in front of... Stay with me forever. God and his family and was like, I'm going to love and cherish you. I'm going to murder children, though. I'm just going to do my thing. Uh, there, she found Elisa's bloodstains tardy note. Oh, so she goes into the pickup truck. This is awful. The police were notified and soon had a warrant to search the truck. They found paint scraping. The police were notified, meaning his fucking wife was like, what's up? Get me out of here. Good for her. Could you airlift me out of here, please? Good for her, though. Um, They found paint scrapings from her bicycle and blood in the cab. Needless to say, that trash bag of an individual uh, that trash bag of an individual was arrested and convicted. And got seven years. Um, no. He, <laughs> uh, man was executed oh. on April 10th, 2013. Good uh, job, Florida. This made him one of Florida's longest serving inmates. Oh, so it just happened in 2013. Oh. Um, he was one of Florida's longest serving inmates on death row. There is... 
now a reading nook dedicated to Elisa at the new Palm Harbor Middle School. And you bet your asses I'm heading over ASAP to see it. Thank you both for being uh, incredible funny women and making me realize how deep my love for true crime really is. Nikki. Nikki, that you did great on your hometown murder that was an absolute atrocity. Also, make me a reading nook when I die, please. I mean, turn my body into a reading nook. Is that what you would like? A reading nook sounds like a drink. Like I, yes. Do you want it like... Um, bo- put Elvis... Yes. Do you want it at the drawing room? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Back over by the karaoke machine. Yes. That's a great karaoke machine. Unless they turn into one of those fucking digital karaoke machines, then get me the fuck oh, out no, of there. Oh, no. You won't be... There's no way. Later. Then we'll put you at the alcove. Alcove's great. I like the alcove outdoors. Okay, nice. good. Yeah. Yeah, 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 let's do that. Birds, bird feeder. Okay. I like birds. The roost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to tell everyone where I go all the time. Like, I'm about to be like, here's my favorite bird that I'm at on Tuesdays <laughs> and Wednesdays. Okay, what, should I do one more? Yeah. Okay. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com slash murder and here's the important note that promo code is all lowercase so go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level that's shopify.com slash murder again don't forget the code is all lowercase goodbye georgia have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant like perfectly scrambled eggs. Oh my God. Yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, 
Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. Goodbye. Let's see. Skylar or <laughs> um, let's do let's do let's see. Uh, Stephen put this one first, so let's do this one. Great. Like, there's got to be a reason. There's probably not a reason. Okay. <laughs> this one's from March <laughs> and it's called The Catman of Greenock. Hi guys, I'm a big fan of the podcast and I recently turned my sister onto the show since we both share a love for true crime. But seeing as we live in small cities in Scotland, there isn't a huge <gasps> amount of murders in this country. Ooh. Cute. Just imagine the accent with which she was typing this. I wish I could do it. I can't even I, imagine it. I wish one of us could not insult an entire country by doing their accent. Do you can you imagine just the piles of emails we would get if we tried to oh. speak Scottish? They should stop doing that. They should, they're, they're terrible. It's racist. They should stop doing it. Ah, ah, that's as close as I can get. We did it. Um, so there isn't exactly a huge amount of murders in this country, let alone mysterious or interesting ones. Let's move to fucking Scotland. I mean, that'd be a real relief. Yeah. There are, however, some great local legends. Whilst speaking to my <laughs> sister, not kidding, it says that, about your show and our shared interest in mad shit. In mad shit. In mad shit. <laughs> mad shit. She asked me a question. I told you about the cat man of Greenock. Greenock. I'm going to guess Greenock, right? So the story goes that my sister's hometown of Greenock there lives a cat man a guy that lives feral in the woods that yes. crawls around on his stomach all day and eats rats yes Elvis got so excited Elvis just his whole head perked yeah, up he's like my dream um, he is completely covered in dirt and grime from all his years of living in the trees and cannot communicate with others sounds like my dream <laughs> for years the story of cat- but he does have a smartphone <laughs> <laughs> and his cat has an Instagram he has his own Instagram <laughs> for years the story of cat man was passed from one person to the next often believed to be a tailspun. I fucking know Stephen has a photo of it right now. Stephen's you, holding you his phone. Stephen, show us right now. No, I'm not going to finish it. Show me. Ah! Whoa, Sorry, whoa, hold on. Oh my God. I scared the shit out of it. Let me see. Let me see. No. Let me see. This cannot be real. It looks like the movie, um, what's the, what's the, um, the Mulholland Drive? Yeah, when she finds the 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 um, scary monster, the, 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 the dumpsters, dumpsters it looks like which I think is a woman actually. 
I don't know. There's well, there's two people when they go. The really small people, not the small people. The like the there's like a homeless supposed to be like homeless. Oh yeah, that woman. comes up yeah. really fast. Oh my! This God. is oh insane. You guys, go Stephen just brought this. up three. Okay, so it's that's a man a rat in his that's mouth. bald with a beard, uh, like and crazy hair coming out of the side of his head, and then a beard, oh, and yeah. he is looks he fake. he looks talk about being purple. That one looks fake to me. Well, could this be a? Hoax. It could be a hoax. All right, I'm gonna keep reading. Sorry. There's also these pictures. He has rats in his mouth. Yeah. In, yeah. A, in each picture, it's yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. crawled up to the camera, like, "Hey, folks!" And then like the rat is there. Yeah. No, he's and he also looks like he must be eating a lot of rats. Is all I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, wouldn't you be skinny? Okay. Anywho, wow, that was <laughs> I just fat shamed the cat man. What's up? Okay. What's up, 2017? <laughs> Punk rock. Catch it, Mike. And Elvis is just traumatized. Okay. For years, the story of the Catman was passed from one person to the next, often believed to be a tailspun to scare local kids or worry drunk as they stumbled home, as Oof. if we need more to worry about. However, a few years ago, a video surfaced of a local citizen attempting to speak to Catman while he eats a dead rat. Mm. And then some, and then she sent a link, but then she said, you may need to decipher a Scottish accent, I'm afraid. Oh, hey. Oh, my God. Let me We were it. right. Convinced that my sister was winding me up. Oh, my God. I Googled it and turns out that Catman is 100% real. Multiple videos and photos of him exist now. Some say that he was a Russian sailor who got stranded in Greenock and lived off the streets. Others say he's just a local man with severe mental health issues. But either way, this shit blows my mind. He just lives feral. Police don't bother him or try to get him help at all. Apparently, because he doesn't do any harm harm to anyone else they just leave him be i don't know if this would qualify for the show or not oh it does hell yes girl but i thought it was fucked up enough that you guys would want slash yes. need to know yes Thanks yes the great again for the great show and her her his name is callum the the rat man no i mean cat man this person's name oh the person callum callum this thing is a girl is that shitty i i have no idea we should not we should know that but we don't callum k-e-l-l-u-m c-a-c Callum? Callum. 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 C-A-L-L-U-M. Is that a boy? I think that's a boy's name. And we were never invited to Scotland again. <laughs> you know, I lived there for a couple months. Oh, right. But it's not like that was means that, that I didn't learn anything. Were you, a, were you in a rom-com? Was that why you I was. I was, actually. What was that movie? Was it Janine Garofalo <laughs> who was in that, like... Oh, yeah, the one where she... Has to go that to was one? Ireland, though. They're the same. No, Pretty I'm totally sure. kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I just pictured you as Janine Garofalo in a town with a lot of cute guy's name Callum um yeah that was exactly what it was like <laughs> I please anyone email us call us on the hotline if you know of a person now look yes we get it this could be a person that with extreme mental illness that only will crawl on the ground is that good no does it hurt him probably is he happy he looks fucking happy. Seems content as fuck. He's he's smiling with a rat in his mouth for these pictures. <laughs> but dude, it's also just like holy shit, that's happening. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. crazy. Look up these pictures. Like I think half the population would be a cat man if they had a fucking choice and like go do that. I mean, it would be a nice relaxing weekend, that's for sure. Yeah, oh my just God, for starters. Cat man retreats where it's just like be feral. Feral retreats. Oh I would God. get mad because uh I don't like crawling that much. I would need, like, I need to lay down. What if it's, like, feral, however, like, my weekdays when Vince is at work and I'm home alone with the cats, is f I'm feral. Mm -hmm. Like, I have feral days. What do you do? Fucking, <laughs> dude, I wear fucking Siamese cat pajama <laughs> pants and fucking 
t-shirts and just crawl around no and just like talk to them well you're a nut (laughs) i know it's so much fun though (sighs) do you get super dirty i mean i don't bathe very often no i do i just don't I'm, when Vince comes home, I'm like, hey, and I'm fine. <laughs> but like, you like wrap it up around 530? Four, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because he always comes home a little early, so I'm like, I gotta be ready. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And pretend like you've just been ready all day. Hey. What? This hair? Oh, this whole thing? Right. Um, uh, that's a good, that was a good one. That was a good one. International yeah. stories of, like, let's call them stories of fascination. Yeah. Like, have you ever heard of the dog suicide bridge? No. Oh, that's a good one. Do dogs suicide themselves? Yeah. It's um, somewhere in, I'm pretty sure it's in England. Oh. And there have been, to date, say, I just read this article too, because I I got the Atlas Obscura book for Christmas, which I love. Oh my God. And yeah, there's a bridge. I think it's in England. And uh, uh, like there's, say, 30 or 40 dogs have jumped off this bridge to their death. it's crazy is it a is it a river of tennis balls (laughs) (laughs) question quick question is it is it a peanut butter river with tennis balls flowing in it because that would because that's not suicide girl that's not sad anymore that's heaven like can you imagine jumping face first into like what do you like tell me what you're gonna do (laughs) fucking peanut butter river works for me (laughs) just fine and i don't mind a tennis ball i have to say they smell good and they're fun to kind of squish around in your hand if you're stressed out. Hey, fucking men. If you have a backache, you roll around on top of one of them. If you were swimming in a peanut butter, butter river, there would be so much support. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you could, I guess you'd get stuck a little bit, but if it flowed, let's just say it's the hippie kind that has a lot of oil in it. Oh, I hate So there that. is a flow to this yeah. river. Crunchy or smooth? I mean, it's to your preference. I don't, I would want smooth. And it should be salty because then it's m- more buoyant when it's salty. And there should be chocolate chips in it. <laughs> Like we're we talk? like talking we're just like you should live in the world but no you should nope. live in chocolate peanut butter lake chocolate peanut butter lake chocolate See peanut butter later. lake England come, come to our feral retreat there are chocolate peanut butter lakes with, with or without tennis balls and you can jump to your death <laughs> Congratulations. If you seriously though, if you have a, a peanut butter pond in your town, please email us. All right. I picked this one, this next one because who the, who the, what the fuck is this podcast? <laughs> Wait, who cares? <laughs> At this point, who cares? I'm crying. This is from January eighth of twenty sixteen. She sounds weird. Um no, that's just the D. Oh. Her name is Jocelyn. And it says, um, my hometown murder, Sonoma, California. That's where you're near. That's right. Um, so this might be one I know. So I'm going to make, uh, I'm going to do this extra dramatic. <laughs> My husband thinks I'm a total weirdo because I mentally draw strangers' faces just in case they turn around and murder someone and I have to provide a sketch to the cops. Okay, Smart. first sentence of the email. That's how she busts out. There's no hi or hello. <laughs> It literally, oh, sorry, there was a high Georgia and Karen up there. I, She's I just like that. dying to get this out and She's for someone like, not to call her a psychopath. And the, we're just like, cool. The best thing yeah. I've ever heard. Tell me more. And also, why didn't you tell us sooner? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, 
So needless to say, your podcast is my fave. Yay. That's that whole first paragraph. <laughs> Beautiful start, Jocelyn. Here's my hometown murder. This guy is burned in my brain because I viv- vividly remember helicopters circling my elementary school looking for him. On April 24th, 1989. Oh, I remember this one. Fuck. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Tell this me, tell is me. bad. <gasps> Ramon Salcedo, a 28-year-old vineyard worker, went on a killing spree in Sonoma, the small rural town where I lived. Jocelyn, I lived in Petaluma. Uh, Well, actually, at at that point, I had gone to Sacramento for college, but girl, I'm with you. After returning home from a night of binging on alcohol and cocaine at a Mm. local bar, side note, this bar was right around the corner from my parents' house. Salcedo found his wife, Angela, gone and his three young daughters asleep in their bedroom. Being an insanely jealous man, Salcedo assumed that Angela was out sleeping with another man and attacked her when she returned home, cutting her with a knife. He then grabbed his three daughters and fled. It was, oh, I remember this. Right? This is bad. Yes. It was later reported that Angela had actually walked to the fucking ATM to retrieve money and had planned to leave him, that she had planned to leave him that day. And bring the kids, probably. She was just a little late. Now, if you know anything about Sonoma, and I'm picturing if there's a bar, like it's such a small town that if they lived near a bar, like Sonoma is so small towny. And it's like upscale now, but back then it was rural as fuck, right? But uh, it's rural in the surrounding, but the town itself, if she got, if she went out to go to the ATM, like it's right by the town square. Everything's kind of very central there, unless you're like out by the vineyards or whatever. Right. Okay. I don't know why I'm explaining that. It's just like, it's maddening to me. She probably was like, I'm going to run down and get money and come back real quick. After leaving the house, Salcedo drove his three young daughters, aged four, two, and one, to a nearby garbage transfer station, which is uh, right outside of Petaluma. This this one rocked. My mother talked about this forever because it was the... It's the dumps. It's my dad. We spent my childhood with my dad going, come to the dumps with me. Like digging through the dumps? No. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to be like, that's so cool. Is that weird? <laughs> going, he had to dump our garbage at the oh, dump. I've never done that in my life. I feel oh. that once when I stayed in Lake Arrowhead, and I'm like, you have to bring your garbage in your car to place. I know. What? You know why? Because it. W- w- I lived far out yeah. of town enough where there the was no and shit would be like getting your shit. <laughs> no, still wrong. It wasn't a campsite. <laughs> We didn't have bears. I'm fucking. I'm from fucking Orange County. We didn't have services like city services. We were outside of the city limits, so you had to look at our trash ever. That's insane. Did you put it down a little chute? No, but my new apartment has one. Isn't that cool? It's very cool. Except I know a girl. Like, there's a story of a girl who died in one of those. Anyways, go on. Why was she in it? Okay. um, Another time. Anyway. Okay, well, I'm just. Why? Sorry. I'm acting like I should be telling an anecdote when I'm in the middle of this Sidebar. horrible fucking story. Okay. Uh, he, here's what he did he brought his three young daughters. This is, this is the worst, and it rocked all of Sonoma County and probably further. I mean, like, you're in Orange oh, County and you know this was. and I knew about it. So horrible. Um, he brought his three young daughters, aged four, two, and one, to a nearby garbage transfer station and slit each of their throats, then dumped their bodies. <sighs> down a ravine on top of the suspicion of his wife cheating he'd also recently learned that his oldest daughter Sophia was not fathered by him so he cut her first after disposing of the three girls he then drove to his mother-in-law's house in Katati Mm -mm. which is just north of Petaluma and brutalized and butchered her and her two young daughters 12 and 8 Salcedo yeah he was fucking monster on a coat it's 
cocaine white drugs people no he's a white wa- drugs i don't want to blame it on cocaine though oh but you should but he's still a piece of fucking shit whether or not he's on the cocaine i mean what if he was the fucking greatest except for the cocaine okay salcedo we don't know this person <laughs> salcedo stole a gun from that house drove back to sonoma and shot his wife in the head then drove to the winery where he worked shot his supervisor who was wounded but not killed and the assistant winemaker who died he also tried to shoot his supervisor's wife, but the gun didn't fire. Oh, Jesus. Salcedo believed his supervisor was having an affair with Angela. Salcedo then disappeared. Do you remember this part? There no. was a manhunt for seven days. No. This was the part where it was like, that's seven? why everyone was talking about it. That's so many days. Yes. And he killed so many people and children and like discriminately yes um i remember my parents refusing to let me go outside alone oh i just got chills uh people in town were advised to keep their doors locked and stay in at night jesus for the first couple of days no one knew where the daughters were police weren't sure if he'd abducted them or killed them 30 hours into the manhunt the three girls were spotted by someone who had mistaken them for discarded dolls at the dump no two of the daughters were dead but the two-year-old was miraculously alive because of the way her head slumped forward sealing the slice in her throat and preventing her from bleeding out a week later ramon salcedo was captured in mexico where he had fled directly after killing the seven people 27 years later he remains on death row in san quentin this case is obviously chilling and disturbing in itself but the fact that a serial killer was hanging out just yards from my home before he lost his mind has made it a case i'll never forget thanks for reading jocelyn wow uh, this the the manhunt part of that case was so fucking crazy seven days yeah. is and those in little a girls. small town uh, yeah you wouldn't i wouldn't leave my house yeah crazy especially a person who's just like killing whom fucking like she went berserk he went berserk and also i i think technically sonoma is a smaller town than petaluma yeah. so like the Petaluma is the kind of place where you don't lock your door or dip back then at least. Right. So I really think Sonoma probably, I mean, the they whole thing lost was their mind. Horrifying. Like he's going to show up at your house at any fucking moment. Yeah. It's horrifying. Oh and like, God. he's not, it's not just like, Oh, this guy that snapped on his wife. It's like, yeah. you know, he's just out to kill people. Yeah. Fucking horrifying. I did the wine winery guy live. I wonder where I lived and his wife didn't die. I wonder, oh, I want to hug them. But the wine, the wine assistant guy, oh, that poor baby. He was just like, I'm restocking bottles. And he got killed. Like, that's... It's the fucking worst. I always feel the worst for, like, innocent bystanders. Like, not that his daughters weren't. They are, but it's like... His supervisor who was wounded but not killed. The assistant winemaker, she died, but... The supervisor's wife, it was like a misfire, just like, but just by chance, she didn't die. What a fucking asshole. So he's still alive on fucking death. On San Quentin. Well, he was in Jan- last January when we. Well, yeah, that's right. It. Yeah. Fuck, but dude. we would have heard if I saw that yeah. name in the paper, Ramon Salcedo is one of those ones that's like Richard Ramirez of the Night Stalker, where it's like, mm. ding, you immediately know yeah. who it is. And you, you know, like if they said it, all of Northern California would be like, thank fucking oh God. My God. Steven, you're hired. These are great. I just thought, which ones would you guys like to read? Steven, yes. you look so nice, but you clearly have a depraved fucking mind. Yeah, you, you know. These. You know. He knows. And he sends them, like, he sends me some, and he sends Karen some, and you're just, and, like, you can tell, like, what he thinks Karen, like, oh, this yes. is telling us a NorCal. lot about us. That's right. Yeah. 
Nice. And, Good job, And Steven. you sent me a cat one. Oh, my God, Stephen. Stephen, you fucking nut. You're fired. <laughs> no, I love it. Oh, I mean... <laughs> Oh my god, we're saving the rest of these for next week. So great. Thanks you guys so much for sending those in. Thank you for telling all of those stories were so great. Yeah. So much detail. So, and Steven's going from the end to the beginning and, and like looking at them all over so they're not keep sending them is what I'm saying. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Um and also I don't mind if we go into the uh local fascinating fascinating creepy people. That was cool. As long as it's creepy as fuck and yeah. there are photos and I that can was scream at. Look up that guy. Go look that guy up. Please. Oh, Elvis knows it's what time it is. Oh, what up? Um, you guys, thanks for listening. And stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Elvis, you want a cookie? Who? Elvis, you want a cookie? Elvis. Bye. Bye.